the Start Your Own Business podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello, I'm Chloe Thomas, your host, and in this third series of the Start Your Own Business podcast, you can get free practical advice from experts and small business owners that can help you to set up a new business and get off to a great start, saving you time and money along the way. Welcome to the show. In this episode, we're talking about customer service. Our guest is going to be sharing the four key parts that you need to deliver in order to turn your service excellence into great reputation and profit. We're going to be sharing lots of things you can do for free that really don't take much in the way of money and that only take a little bit of time too. It's a great set of advice coming up that I think is going to make customer service feel so much easier for you, but also help it deliver happy customers and new customers too. Before we meet our guests, do find out about the show sponsors, Dell Technologies, and how their technology solutions could help your business to become more productive, efficient, secure, and successful. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with Dell Technologies. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donut with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell has what you need to start, scale and succeed, including end-to-end tech solutions to boost productivity and maximize security so you can focus on innovation. The Startup Donut partnership with Dell means you get top products at special prices and a personalized consultation from a dedicated tech advisor who will get to know the goals of your business. Are you ready to get growing? Find out more by emailing our Dell Small Business Association's UK representative at sbauk at dell.com. That's sbauk at dell.com. It's time now to introduce our guest, leading customer service expert Stephanie Edwards. Leaving behind her career in marketing, Stephanie joined the Institute for Customer Service, where she developed highly successful customer service training programs, and at the same time wrote two successful best practice guides for customer service professionals and managers. She then decided to set up her own Wiltshire-based company, Customer Service Global, and developed the first accredited tutor-led online programs based on her two workbooks. Stephanie also developed customized customer service learning resources for a wide range of high-profile clients and has now set up Customer First Online, a specialist provider of innovative, self-paced online customer service programs. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Chloe. Nice to meet you. Great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being able to join us. Do startup businesses need to care about customer service? Yes, they do. I want to give a stat here, which really starts the ball rolling. Bad customer service costs the UK businesses 37 billion a year. That's why service is vital. Customers' expectations, as we all know, are increasing all the time. So we have to stay ahead of the game. But 
One good piece of news that comes out of this, after a negative experience, 89% of customers will never do business with you again. And many will tell others and they do vote with their feet. So you don't always know when you've lost a customer or why. And of course, we know about social media. And my goodness, don't the complainants head towards social media. And so this is what you're up against. And to be perfectly honest, if, if a customer has a bad experience and they tell thousands of people on social media, your business is dead. So it's not just that we have to care about it. It's something we should be putting front and center in what we do in the early stages of our business. Absolutely. Because one of the good things about complainants, if you like, is that 91% uh, of them will actually come back if you handle their complaint professionally. And out of that 91%, 87% will tell others. Word of mouth is absolutely key here for a successful business. Especially in those early stages. And I, I love that fact that if you, if you do accidentally do something that someone doesn't like one of your customers and you can manage to convince them you know, manage to solve the problem for them, they become an even better advocate. So a complaint can be a big opportunity in the few occasions when it happens. Well, I always say uh, a complaint is a gift. It tells you what you're doing wrong in an organization and or in your business. And also you can then put it right. This is, this is the important thing. I remember going into a restaurant a couple of weeks ago and it had this little card on the table and it said, if you like what you've had, tell others. If you don't, tell me. <laughs> so that's instant feedback, if you like. So it is, it is really important. And I actually, I think to help our listeners, I'd like really to look at some research that Professor Bob Johnston did in the 2006 approximately. And he entitled his research, Service Excellence Equals Reputation Equals Profit. And I think this is what you have to remember. And there were four cornerstones of this research. He actually got thousands of customers in large organizations and small organizations. And he said to them, what do you expect from businesses? You know, what is going to make you return? And there were four things that were really, really important. Number one, deliver the promise. Number two, provide the personal touch. Number three, go the extra mile. And number four, resolve problems well. These are the four components that customers are looking to receive. I, I love that. I love that there's a straightforward four things that our listeners can follow. And I love that this is based on what the customer cares about because that's so key is to understand what your customer wants and yes. what they uh, what they need from us. So I think we should go through each of those four one by one and help our startups know how to handle them. So the first one was deliver the promise, which certainly ends any expectation that all customer services is answering the phone. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Customers need to know what to expect of your product or service. 
and they require consistency and attention to detail. Really, what customers are after here is do what you say you're going to do. Provide the product that is is what they expect. It's not rocket science. It's just making sure your, your products and services meet customers' needs. And I guess part of that is not over-promising in the first place as well, which I think a lot of startups accidentally end up doing to get that first, those first few sales. Yes, and I think this is where they can fall down. A, a, a simple one is that, yes, I can get you this piece of artwork or this particular packet of beans or whatever, and it will arrive um, next Tuesday. And you know that you're not going to get it till Friday. And what's worse is that you don't communicate with the customer and say, I'm sorry, there's been a bit of a delay. Because it's amazing what customers will actually accept. If you communicate with them regularly, keep them informed, then they'll be happy. They, they won't mind the delay. What they don't like is for you to ignore them. Yes, it, it, an uncertain customer. You do not want an uncertain customer. They uh, they very quickly get very annoyed in yes. my experience. <laughs> yes, and this this is where they tell other people. I and mean, if you've got a, a small business in a, in your local town, um, word spreads quickly. So it's it's best to think these things through in advance, really. Oh, completely. Okay, so. So first off, we have to make sure we deliver the promise that we said we're going to deliver on and keep them in the loop. Number two is keep it personal. Now, that's one I think, especially small businesses, sometimes either underdo or overdo, which are, both can be a problem in my experience. So what's your, what's your advice to us on keeping it personal? Well, if you can, I mean, you're showing a can-do attitude. For example, if somebody requests something that you haven't got, but you could get, that positivity uh, that comes from you is engaging and you're starting to build that relationship with them. And, you know, with local businesses, you will get to know your customers quite well and you'll remember their names. For example, I went to a, a seminar, a motivational speaker called Richard Denny, and he always used to quote a little hotel in Torquay. And he said, you know, it's not the best hotel but I love it that they remember me. The minute I walk through the door, they, oh, hello, Mr. Denny. Did you have a nice holiday in Greece? Um, I've got your favorite room for you. He said they even remember my favorite drink. And it's those little personal touches that really make the difference with retaining customers. And what's brilliant about those is that it's often considerably easier to do that successfully, honestly, authentically as a small business yes. than a big business. And most of doing this doesn't cost you a penny either. So it can be a real point of difference for a small business versus their bigger competitors, can't it? Absolutely. And one thing that's very clear as well in other research that I've been involved in is service agility. Now, that sounds all very, you know, jargony, but basically what it means is that you can actually look at the big companies and adopt their best practice. And what you do is because you're small, you can actually turn your company or little business around, copy their ideas like within a few days or a week, big 
companies are cumbersome. And in these turbulent times, and we all know it's not easy setting up a business at the moment, you've got to look at lots of different ways of of actually capturing customers. And it's not a bad thing to look at what other people in your town are doing and offering. It's not a bad thing to think about, well, I buy a lot from Amazon, for example. Why do I keep going back to them? What is it about their service that I like? And you can actually do a lot of research locally before you even open your door. But if you have already opened, Don't think that your ideas are the best ideas and that's what your customer's going to like. Do a little bit of research and find out what's going on. Equally, do a little bit of research on your products and services. Is that what the local people want, for example? Have your own little taster session or go into a local pub and invite a few people. I mean, that's happened here in my town. I'm thinking of setting up um, a, a veg shop what do you think? And the local said, great, that's just what we need. And you know, you can get some good ideas from your customer in advance. They absolutely love to be involved. Oh, you're coming to our town to set up a new business. Oh, that's great. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do the other? And sometimes you can, and you've captured a few people before you've even opened your door. So you really do have to build relationships with the people locally. I love how that is probably uh going the extra mile compared to what many a business would do to you know to ask the target market in advance definitely yeah. I, I totally agree with that tip but it does bring us on nicely to the third point from the research which was to go the extra mile so once we're already up and running how how are how are you seeing small businesses and startups do this to improve their customer service levels well, I'm going to give you a couple of examples here because there was a young lady that got in touch with me a while back and her husband was moving to Ireland and she was a dentist and she said, oh, do you know, there's lots of other dentists in the area where we're going to live. Oh, what am I going to do to, to stand out? I said, well, I said, if you're setting up, you've got time. When you get patients in and they have a tooth removed or they have something, you know, a little bit nasty, how about ringing them up to see how they are a few days later? What, she said? That's a good idea. And anyway, (laughs) a week later, she was getting so many people from referrals for the very first patient that she rang to see how they were. And she built her business. She then employed somebody, purely joint receptionist, and somebody to ring up patients to see how they were after surgery or whatever. I mean, simple, simple little things that you can do like that. Uh, they work so, so well, really. But also, I know my local butchers here, <laughs> everybody loves their dogs, don't they? And, um, you know, he decided he wouldn't wait to be asked by anybody and probably wouldn't be if he had a few bones for the dog. And he's one of the few butchers these days that don't bring in meat in Cryvax. He actually, you know, he brings in carcasses. So he started for particularly the customers that were spending a few bob with him. Oh, I've got some bones for your dog. 
And the customers were absolutely, wow, am I really going to go anywhere else to get my meat? And of course, he has to compete with big supermarkets. So that's where he really got the edge. So you have to be innovative here, but there are lots of ways you can actually push the boat out and do something totally different to other other businesses in the area. I love those two examples. And the fact that you know, both of them are essentially free. In the case of the butcher shop, it's turning a waste product yes. into something. Yes, quite, quite. And and one thing as well, which is really more to do with people's emotions. I don't know how many people uh, are members of the RAC, but was, there was some wonderful research into what was important with a large organization when it came to customer service, because let's face it, all they do is go and recover cars, blah, 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 blah. And they said, well, we look at it, 70% is about the customer and 30% is about the car. And they were taking coffee, flasks of coffee straight away because they knew they were going to meet anxious people that were irritated. They were late to the airport or late getting home or had appointments. And the first thing they did, calm down. What can we do to help you get to where you want to go? And then we'll sort the car out. So brilliant, brilliant as well. A simple twist of how you see things, a few flasks of coffee and all of a sudden you've Absolutely. got super happy customers and referrals from it all as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Referrals are so important in this competitive marketplace. There are lots of businesses that sell the same products. Service is the differentiator for business success. Do you know, I've said this so many times in my two decades of of, uh, looking into customer service, and there's still plenty of companies out there that don't get it. And, And I'm just staggered because it's not rocket science, but this is where the small businesses, the small startup businesses, they can get the edge very, very quickly and turn their business around. Yes, I suspect we could have recorded maybe a four hour episode if we were talking about the companies we didn't like the customer service of, which brings us nicely on to the fourth point. Hopefully, when we've done those first three, delivering the promise, keeping it personal and going the extra mile, we'll have minimized the number of complaints we have. But we're all human and humans are very fallible. So we're still going to get some complaints. So tell us more about point four, handling those complaints better. Oh, this is my favorite. A complaint is a gift. And I wish more companies realized it because a complainant is telling you what you're doing wrong. And often your staff can tell you how to put it right because they're at the coalface. And many people that have got staff in this situation don't talk to them. And many companies want to stick their head in the sand. Oh, my God, we've had a complaint today. Oh, you know, we just, oh, just forget it. Don't bother getting in touch with her. You know, she won't come back. And what they don't realize is just how many people that complainant is going to tell. And it's a very, very high number. 91% of complainants will tell at least 80% of other people, if you like, 
that, that they meet. I mean, they tell so many people about their bad experience. So you can't stick your head in the sand. You have to deal with it. And the good news is that 78% of your customers will forgive you. They'll actually forgive you. And actually, Chloe, they will become your best ambassadors. They are so thrilled with your service recovery, they will tell loads of people. And do you know that actually is a USP for small businesses? Handle your complaints professionally. And wow, they will just tell so many people. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of a, one from a company that I used to love. I don't think they exist anymore, Friends Provident, but they dealt with um, insurance. And they said to their call handlers, right, we'll give you £50 to make a difference. If somebody complains, it's up to you what you do with that £50. Anyway, this lady got in touch and she said, oh, you'll never guess what's happened. The the policy came through the door and my three-year-old got there first, spilt water all over it. It's a right mess. Um, you know, is it possible for you to you to send me another copy almost immediately? Now, this wasn't actually a complaint, but it was a sneaky idea. This call handler operator decided to, to go into her local shop, buy some pens and, and paints and paper <laughs> and popped it in as a gift for the three year old. Wow. Did that also make a huge difference to the number of people that suddenly converted to Friends Provident? So that's just an idea. There's lots out there, uh, you know, where people will take John Lewis is an example for, you know, that they send a bunch of flowers, don't they? If anybody complains about anything, they always used to send a, a bouquet of flowers. Amazon are great. They just give you your money back. So there's lots of service recovery out there. But as you're a small business, it's, it's probably a little bit harder to come up with all those things. So just communicate with your customers, you know, get in touch with them, apologize, empathize, resolve, we say, you know, see what you can do to sort the problem out. And then the most important thing you as small businesses can do is follow up. And make sure that customer is happy with the way you've responded about that complaint. Yes, because all the bouquets of flower in the world, flowers of were in the world, are not going to help if the product is still fundamentally not delivered. Oh no, mm. absolutely, absolutely. You have to get it right. You have to resolve the problem straight away. And if it means renewing something then fine. A lot of companies now do that online, but it's something possibly a little bit harder for small businesses, but it's worth it. It's worth it because you do not want somebody to not be happy with a product that you've supplied and then go and tell lots of other people. That is going to be very damaging. So I think to have a process for complaints, to think about it in ahead, what am I going to do if somebody complains? It makes it a lot easier to, to work through if you've got a process. And something I've always found is, you know, when I get complaints, you, if you let the customer vent at you, you let them kind of offload at you, they're less likely to offload at someone else, as annoying as, <laughs> as it can sometimes be to just sit back and listen. Is yes. that something you'd, you'd recommend? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, it's um, listening skills 
are so important. Don't get in an argument with your customer, for goodness sake. You know, sometimes you get this, uh, you know, that you come down to their level and then you start shouting and getting upset. No, you cannot do that. You have to stay calm and collective. And the calmer you are, the customers will then become calmer as well. So it, it, it works. Uh, it might take a little bit of time, but it also helps if, if, if customers are on the telephone, for example, you can still put passion and emotion in your voice to show that you really care. Unlike many call centers today where you just get passed on and passed on and passed on and you're sick to the teeth of keeping repeating the same problem to so many people and you don't get a resolution. That's something small businesses can do really well. Well, look, Stephanie, you've given us such great advice on how to get those customer service levels up. Is there a key thing you'd like the listeners to take away from this episode? Oh, my goodness. There's so so many more things I could talk about. But I think TLC, give your customers TLC. But those letters stand for think like a customer. You've got to walk in your customer's shoes. You really do have to mystery shop your own organization. It's, it works amazingly if you actually ring your, your uh, shop up and, and ask for something or watch them from outside, see what goes on, see what sort of rapport your, your staff uh, have with your customers. So I think the key thing is that that customer service is on a journey. There's lots of moments of truth. Check every one of them. And and that's really, I think, uh, in this short amount of time (laughs) is is basically what I'd like to get across to everybody and and the very best of luck with, with your businesses. Oh, brilliant advice, Stephanie. Before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know how they can find you and your business on the internet, please? Right. Well, my company is Customer First, that is 1ST hyphen online dot com. And also I've got a special offer for any listeners. There's a couple of small courses there for customer service professionals and managers, which I've done for uh, basically just over cost. So if anybody's interested in those, just let me know. Brilliant. Thank you, Stephanie. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing such a great set of tips for anyone um, starting off in their new business. It's been great chatting with you. Yes. And you. Thanks a lot. A whole load of excellent advice there on improving your customer service and getting the customer service right so as it both keeps you happy customers and so you get all those lovely referrals and new customers coming to you. For me, the three super key takeaways are, first off, deliver on the promise. Don't overpromise to the customer. Keep them in the loop on delivery timescales when you'll be there, all those kind of things. And make sure you deliver on what you've told them you're going to deliver. It's simple, but it will make your life so much easier and your customers so much happier. Number two, a lot of what we've been talking about today isn't going to cost you a penny. It might cost you a little bit of time, but it's not going to cost you much money, which means it's something that it's very easy for a small business and a startup to put into play. It's also 
something which you are so much better placed to deliver than many big businesses. So it can be a great USP for your business, a great reason for the customers to buy from you and not anybody else. So this is all a bit of a marketing strategy in some ways too. And then number three, complaints are an opportunity. They are a gift. So be ready to deal with them. Listen to the customer who's got a problem, resolve their problem in whatever way you need to. And, you know, deal with them. Don't be scared of dealing with your complaints. We covered a lot of ground in this episode. So to help you, you can find the summary notes for this episode and links to more free resources to help you with your customer service by visiting startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast. And that is donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. This series exists to help you to complete key tasks and negotiate challenges when setting up and growing your new business. So next up, we'll be diving into how a successful business owner did it. Yes, it's going to be one of our startup stories. Our guest has a fascinating story and he shares loads of brilliant tips and ideas to help you grow your business faster and better. And if your startup is in food and drink, definitely an episode you must listen to. If you're enjoying the series and picking up valuable tips, please spread the word to others you know who are setting up a business or thinking about it. You can also sign up to the Donut Weekly newsletter at startupdonut.co.uk forward slash newsletter for more free startup news, advice and special offers to help you save time and money. Thanks to Dell Technologies for making this whole series possible. And don't forget to email them for your free consultation. Details coming up in a moment. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donut with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell has what you need to start, scale and succeed, including end-to-end tech solutions to boost productivity and maximize security so you can focus on innovation. Our partnership with Dell means you get top products at special prices and a personalized consultation from a dedicated tech advisor who will get to know the goals of your business. Are you ready to get growing? Find out more by emailing our Dell Small Business Association's UK representative at sbauk at dell.com. That's sbauk at dell.com. <laughs> 